Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host, Gina Brazau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and the creator of Bigger, Bolder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hello, Gina. How are you doing? I'm good. I did it again where I have to think how I am. <laughs> She's like, I'm ready for No, Friday. I'm good. It's just that it's uh, it's been a long week. Yes, so, um, definitely. I'm I'm good. But it's nice to talk to you. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. I know. I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, it has. We're going to jump into Hot From The Oven with a cake that I have never heard of. And I was like, I wonder if Gemma's heard of this. But then I'm like, you've pretty much, you always know. I always try and stump Gemma. I don't know if it's something trendy. Like I'm really not a trendy person. Like, okay, so. so it's called Lane Cake. How you spell that? L-A-N-E. No, never heard of it. Oh, okay. So it's a boozy coconut filled southern classic oh i no, i don't i don't know this okay. lots of southern recipes are totally new to me so really? I, i'm interested okay. I, you had me at boozy yes exactly Gemma's like <laughs> sign me up i'm there um okay so it's a moist white cake it's filled and frosted with cooked whiskey custard okay which i'm a scent do you i'm guessing you like put that in the middle um the story behind the cake is that mrs emma rylander lane had won first prize in a fair in Georgia and this was the cake that she won with. So it became known as the prize cake. And then later she named after herself called the lane cake. Um, and then it's also mentioned in To Kill a Mockingbird. So that's like another like oh, interesting. pop culture reference that people had said that they had, I guess it's in a passage in that book. Yeah. Um, so first of all, baking with liquor, because I feel like it's a common thing that people are like, oh, it, alcohol bakes off in the oven. That's the phrase. Yeah. Do you need to use like a really excess amount of alcohol when you're like, what's your favorite cake to bake or I guess pastry with alcohol? It would, you know, usually my desserts with alcohol wouldn't be in a baked good. It would be more oh. like an ice cream. Oh. So that would be my preference would be like um, a chocolate pudding with like, um, rum? Uh, like I was going to think, I was going to say rum, like something kind of rummy, mm -hmm. like a, a tropical rummy panna cotta or so, something like that. It would be more like a pudding or a panna okay. cotta or ice cream. I adore boozy ice cream. Mm. Um, a pudding. Cake. I never thought of a pudding. Yeah. yeah. Um, the a cake. I don't know. I haven't had a lot of boozy cakes except for the, the kind of cakes that would be traditional to be would be our Christmas boozy cakes, which are fruit cakes. Oh, And that's yeah. only for the holidays. And those last like a hundred years, right? They last a hundred <laughs> years because there's so much sugar and so much alcohol and they just preserve forever. Oh, and you forever. had said that you, um, I think we talked about this briefly before this and you had mentioned something about you soak them like way farther in advance than, than the holidays. Yeah, well, you make them further a few okay. months out before the holidays. But then when you do a process, yeah, exactly. And then you do a process of like what they call feeding, uh, which is my, my air quotes you can't see. So bizarre. And like uh, then the it's yeast. just, yeah. And then you get it, you, then you have it ready for Christmas time. But I, I didn't answer your question that you first asked me, which is how much alcohol do you need? Yes. And it's not, not a lot. Like, you know, we're talking a few tablespoons, quarter of a cup, something for like an average cake. You don't, it's, it's you're not, not talking crazy. about piles of alcohol. No, absolutely not. So then this one is a thick cooked whiskey laced custard is what it's frosted with. Um, is it different? Because you mentioned pudding, you mentioned ice cream. Now we're talking about a custard. Is it different what you're putting the alcohol in? Like chocolate, for instance? Yeah, so the, the 
exactly what you said it there is a difference okay. because like when you said to me boozy cake because like hmm, that's a little bit of a funny one like yes you can yeah. have alcohol in cake but what's more common is to incorporate it into something mm-hmm. like a pudding or like a custard base okay like so exactly what they used it for they 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 omitted some of the liquid of their custard and put in alcohol so for ice cream you would just um alter the uh, the liquid a little bit and put in alcohol okay so um so it is it's easier to incorporate it that way very it'd be weird to it's not very common to just add alcohol alcohol. into cake yeah it's the same usually with with our Christmas cakes, I go, I go back mm-hmm. to Christmas, but often your your fruit is soaked in alcohol and then it absorbs right. it that way. And that's how it's incorporated into the cake. Because that's a, that's a good point because I feel like before I met you and we did this podcast, I'm like, okay, I would have thought, are you like measuring out alcohol and putting it with like your wet ingredients? But usually it's like taking a brush and like brushing it over the yeah. sponge or like that's kind of the way to the that's normal it's normal to incorporate it that way it's not super okay. normal to like add it into your wet ingredients into a cake now I right. don't know the scientific reason why mm-hmm. or even if it is scientific but it, there's just there are rules and ways you go about doing certain yeah. things when it comes to baking and don't be me and just like yeah 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 measure it out and um, but it just wouldn't really be normal to just lash a whole pile of alcohol in there like, what's like an alcohol you wouldn't cook with or recommend baking with mm, like I wouldn't like when I think of so you think of you mentioned chocolate so yeah. I would think of brandy mm-hmm. cognac mm-hmm. um some da- whiskey some dark liquor you can bake with Guinness that's really nice that pairs really Ooh, well with chocolate yeah. also mm-hmm. um you can get like Guinness cakes I actually have a recipe for a Guinness cake oh um the 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 one thing I wouldn't, even though I do really enjoy it, like I wouldn't cook with a vodka or a gin. That's like, what, what kind like of vodka? Al- like, what would you what make? Would, I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that personally. I don't even know I that would taste like, like really that in a, in a dessert. I usually like to keep my two worlds of yeah. like cocktails and my desserts separate. And I wonder, like, would you even be able to taste the vodka? These I, are all good um, questions. Yeah, like uh, you know, when you see, like, on Pinterest, you see. Uh, pictures of like mojito cupcakes yes that does not interest me really in the i'm the same way i just i, I feel like it's I'm very like, made drink it. it's very made up mm-hmm. and it just doesn't make sense to me in a cake yeah i, I love uh, i would love a mojito but like not in a cake yeah, I, I, yeah. i'll have um i'll have those two i'll have a cake and that. i'll have a drink because it's kind of like two separate flavor profiles that you're just like my brain yeah. is like, I usually drink this and I'm eating it in a cake. Yeah, I get that. I just don't, I don't see the rewards. Like who's yeah. that benefit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd rather just have the mojito yeah. and then a cupcake. Yeah. Um. So when I was looking at this, I was like, okay, this cake, it didn't sound too difficult. But then I got to thinking, I was like, I wonder what Gemma's, what's the trickiest cake you've had to bake? Because for me, I was like, I've never baked with alcohol. That'd be like a little, it'd be new for me. But what is like your craziest cake you've ever made? In all your years of expertise, mm. that's a good question. I'm trying to think now. I wonder, like, even like the catering and like, mm. were there any like crazy requests? You I had? really steered away from cakes when I started okay. to do cakes. Was when I started the YouTube channel. That's when people started asking me to decorate cakes. And <laughs> back, you know, seven years ago, when when cake decorating videos were like getting the Huge. most views, it's like I I didn't. It wasn't an area I entered into because I'm just not good at it I'm not good at crumb coats and decorating stuff and frosting and and all of these things I 
I have made, I will tell you, I've made cakes mm-hmm. that have been layered, that are not even, that my fondant's Mine working. Mine lopsided or lopsided. Yeah. Or like your fond, how do, I just, you know, you get like fondant's kind of lumpy and not like perfect. How do you get it smooth? I yeah. don't know. And do you know what else? I, I don't, it's not something I feel like I, I need or want to learn about. Like so yeah. many people do it so well. Right. I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. It's like, like a whole other art it form. It is an it art really form. Is. Like, it's, it is an art. Yeah. I think. Yeah, the whole fondant thing when I see them baking with it and they have those like smoothers and I'm like, it looks perfect. Yeah, they have these like trowels and like bumps. Mine do this too. Yeah. Like honestly, if you saw the half the cakes that I made, like there was times over the years where the back of the cake, like on video where you couldn't see was like falling off. Like the cake just decided to disintegrate. Like I'm quitting. I will tell you, I I know exactly. I'll tell you, it is not a cake, but it's a cupcake. Okay. Years ago for Mother's Day, I did a cupcake bouquet. This was years ago on YouTube. (gasps) A bouquet. A cupcake bouquet looked gorgeous. You have to Google this, you guys. It looked absolutely gorgeous. You can Google it because the the thumbnail is beautiful. It looks like a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. But there were cupcakes cupcakes um decorated with a kind of a rose tip so it looked like they were flowers and then I put fresh flowers all around it. I'm so impressed. I'll find I'll Holy find it cow. for you. But um the thing about it is it was it this was like I said years ago because we've been doing YouTube for over seven years. Oh my goodness. Um it was a hundred degrees in my kitchen in Santa Monica. And when you shoot, you have to have all the windows closed because of sound. Yeah. So it was Kevin and I, a hundred degrees and these no. cupcakes started melting. So the icing was just, and they had to be held up in the air because what you do is you get, you know, for flower arranging, you get that styrofoam ball. Mm-hmm, the green one. Yeah. yeah. So you would, you stuck sticks into that and then you'd stick the cupcakes. Like the dowels. Yeah. 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 And you'd stick cupcakes or, or like uh, skewers. Yeah. And you would stick the cupcakes onto the that and the frosting just started to slide off so towards the end of like shooting for four hours we would like just get it as fast as possible and the um the back of the cupcake bouquet was gone it was it was non-existent but no one needs to know until now now we're getting the bts the yeah it was crazy oh my god we're gonna have to get that picture everyone go look it up on youtube I'm trying to, I'm Cupcake trying to look at it. Is what it's called, here we are, here we are, here oh, we are. Oh, we found it. Look at that. How gorgeous does that look? Are you kidding me? Honestly. That's cake? Yeah, that's cake. The whole back was gone. It was non-existent. Um, Gemma has been sitting here for almost a year telling me she can't decorate. And now. That was because of the nozzle. This is stunning. No, it, no, no. It did look really that good. That is scale. You guys have to go look this up. It's from May 1st, 2014. On com. You have to go look oh this up. Gosh. It is. Yeah. I would think that was real flowers. I know, if isn't I saw it crazy? That. So, um, but anyway, nightmare. That Absolute might have been your hardest cake nightmare situation to create. And you know what else? This is a funny story. I was I was doing a TV appearance uh, for Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and they were asking me what recipes, and I was like, "Oh, I'll do the cupcake bouquet." And Kevin was like, "Gemma." never again do the cupcake bouquet like in a studio under hot lights and it wasn't only me making it it was also the host Host, yeah so like absolute nightmare so I like I thank god he reminded me because it's a lovely it was for mother's day yeah but absolutely like very difficult to recreate I'm impressed you guys seriously go look that up we're gonna move on to what I would hope is a much simpler recipe um I saw this one and I fell in love with it we're gonna know why it's the chocolate chip baked pancake Oh. And it was like a sheet pan. And I've seen a couple things 
like this or variations of this. And I, ha- what is your first overall? Gemma already has opinions. You guys, she can't even wait. I know. I I know. I know somebody who does this. Who does a lot of ca- uh, family friendly recipes. Yeah, 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 it's, a, yeah. it's a fun idea. I do right, like right, it. I right. think it's. A, I think it's a really fun idea. I do. You're into it. And oh. I um like I I love to make pan- we have a griddle here and I love to make yeah. pancakes that way. And um like. I just don't know if you get them as as fluffy and as, as soft as you would by baking them in the oven. But the woman, um, Catherine McCord from Weelicious, she does a lot of this for her um, her kids or her family. And she will kind of break the sheet cake up into like a few yes, sections. Like and she'll do like different toppings on each one and bananas and chocolate chips and blueberries and stuff. And it's really sweet. It's well, a fun idea. Okay, so I big pancake person are you really I make them all the time do I actually really? have a girl I'm af- I, in our new house and I'm afraid to use it like I still use like a pan I can't figure it out I I literally was like I have to ask Gemma when I see her this week this weekend I used oil I'm like what's better to cook it in because here's my problem I made like a thicker batter which I think first was my issue and then I cooked it and it was like brown on the outside but still raw in the middle yeah. Is that because I'm using oil and not butter? No, it's not your oil or it's not your fat. It's the heat of your griddle. It's too hot? Yeah, it's it's cooking. It's burning on the outside and it's not cooking in the middle. You you need a kind of, is it ambient the right word? A, a like a medium, medium. True medium. Like heat. temperature. And here's the thing, Gina. Now, I was really I'm just gonna, I almost texted you. I was like, I don't know what's going on with my pancakes this weekend. I'm going to go out on a leap here and say you just cranked that up and then threw on your 100% batter. 100% I did. So what you have to do in making pancakes is even when like, even when you start making your batter, yeah. put on your griddle and let it preheat. Let okay. it get to a medium temperature and leave it there. Like a couple minutes? Yeah, like, oh, okay. like 10, 15 minutes. I do that all Before the time Before you here. start? Yeah. Oh, I've all the time all wrong. let it get to a proper temperature then put okay. on your pancakes now here's one thing you're not to do Gina yeah is mess with the temperature after they go on you're supposed to get it at a medium temperature and just leave the temperature because it's when you start to mess with it you go up and then you're you're, you're too afraid and then you go back down again and you really kind of like mess with stuff so start out by preheating it and get it at a good temperature and you don't want your pancake batter hanging around so do if you make pancake batter if you can make it within 20 minutes first thing you do is put on your griddle wow I've been doing this I'm so glad I asked honestly Mm because I make them like every weekend but and is a runnier like a not watery but a more like liquid batter better no because I had a thicker batter and I was like was this my problem no it's not the problem you're supposed to have thick is it an American buttermilk pancake yeah, and I made yeah. it myself. Well, I made it gluten-free, so it was like... It's supposed to be thick. Yeah, thick. Yeah, no, Ronnie is... No, you want thick. Okay. That's what you want. You want lumps also. So glad I asked. Like, I was really stressed out this week, and I'm like, I'm doing this all wrong. What's your go-to breakfast? Mine is pancakes, for sure. I, you know, I always think like, oh, I think I'll have waffles, but waffles just don't really do it for me. Really? I adore pancakes. Like, buttermilk. I've got a recipe on my website for like the best ever buttermilk pancakes. They are, like, that's my favorite with either... Mostly it's with bananas. I can do it either way. I can chocolate go chip, bananas chip, on right. the inside um, or blueberries on the inside. Love but blueberries. Love blueberries. And then I will have butter on top. Oh, yeah. And But the thing about it is like, I, and yes, of course, maple syrup, but like I'm really all about the butter. Me too. You put slices in between while you're making yeah. them and it just melts yeah, all over, you runs. Need, like you can't just get a pass like they give you in a diner. It's like, no. Uh, okay. And then also sometimes when you go out to get them, there's not good quality butter. Like I need Irish salty butter. Oh, and so I always have lots. tricks. I always jealous. have lots. That's, I, for some reason, something about like a homemade waffle to me is so good. I don't know. More than a pancake, honestly. I used to have a waffle maker. I need to get a new one because they're great. 
But I'm glad to know that we both like pancakes. This is good. Yeah. We, we, we both like them. George, we, so we have the griddle here. Um, George loves them too. So often on the weekends... Um, we would make, we make, actually, do you know what you would love? Oh, wow. I know we're going on, on pancakes yeah. now. I have a recipe on the website that we- It's good we um, haven't talked about them. Pre- yeah, we haven't actually. We created during the pandemic, at the be- very beginning of the pandemic, when there was no flour to be had, these, these recipe, this recipe for pancakes that is just an egg, baking powder, oats, oh, and my. banana, and a little bit of vanilla extract. So it's flourless pancakes. Sign me up. But you see, so you make it, you make a, um, you grind up your oats because to make it kind of a flour. Right. So you don't have to go and buy oat flour because it's expensive. So get some regular oats and mm-hmm. grind them up. Mashed banana, like I said, egg, baking powder, um, salt and vanilla. They make, they're, they're so soft. They're incredible. Oh, I can like taste They them. are incredible. You would not believe from oat flour and banana how soft these Put things are. Put some Nutella are. on top, like a banana Nutella. No, why did you just ruin yeah, my no. pancakes? No, I love it. They're so good. I'm you like, have to I'm try gonna them. I'm going to make them. Yeah, That's so I'll try good. them this weekend. And then sometimes if I don't have bananas, which I nearly always do, but yeah. I had an excess of applesauce in my freezer. Oh, so you no can way. you can change the fruit puree and you can do applesauce or you can do pumpkin puree. So for George, it's really great because we get a kind of a double whammy of like Healthy, nutrients and yeah. then like also a very filling food. But he's like, I mean, pancakes. Yeah, he's fine. just like I pancakes. Yeah, he's and you give him a little bit of, of maple syrup and stuff. And he's delighted. <sighs> Wow, this is good. I'm, we've really never talked about pancakes. I'm glad we covered this. I know. I can't believe it's been this long. We I didn't realize that we both liked pancakes. Crazy. Our next um, topic. It's actually something that I've always strayed away from, like bars, like lemon bars, you know, that whole situation. I've, I'm not the biggest bar fan. I'm not either. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're agreeing a lot today. Okay. So Martha Stewart posted on her page this recipe. It's the luscious and beginner friendly dessert, um, which has... It's lemon bars. This was her caption. Lemon bars meet key lime pie in this luscious hybrid dessert. Sweetened condensed milk is brightened up with a lemon juice for the creamy filling and the press in, this is what got me, salt, saltine crust. Couldn't be easier to put together. So this is, this is what, basically you're taking saltines, you're food processing them. I mean, you know, and then you make the filling and then you put it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. What happens if you don't have a food processor? Because I feel like a lot, like I don't have one. I feel like that's like a big thing that question of mine do you need a food processor because I feel like a lot of recipes I read are like food processor yeah it, number one it's such a handy piece of equipment if do you have a stand mixer no but you bake a lot I right? bake a lot yeah you honestly I should invest in a food processor I've had my Cuisinart for over 10 years um I uh it's they're not cheap but they're, they're you can get them it. around 200 a good one for around 200 dollars yeah. um I use mine uh constantly for, yes. for lots so of different question. things. But like, honestly, so I, anybody who bakes a lot and cooks a lot, I strongly recommend a food processor. I'd say Cuisinart is the brand that I use and it's been so great. And um, in case anything happens to the parts, you can order them to replace them. Yeah, oh, because that's great. They, I just want to change my lid there and it's been like 13 years. Yeah. But anywho, yes, get yourself a little food processor. For if you don't have a food processor, you know what we did as kids was my mom would make cheesecake on a Sunday. Yes. We would get um, a, a shopping bag, plastic shopping bag, which used to be everywhere right. back in the 80s. And you put in cookies into the bag, you get a rolling pin and, she, and we had a oh tiled floor and we would get down on the ground and bash the cookies. That's so smart mm-hmm. or like put it in a ziploc or yeah, something just it. wow how do we feel about this part i didn't know about the saltine crust i'm you know i'm not i'm gonna kind of tap out on that one because 
I saltines are kind of a new thing to me. I, I'm mm. not a hundred percent familiar with them. Okay. And I've seen people bake with them a lot. Aren't those like crazy things baked with saltines? You know, the Christmas crack, Christmas crack or whatever. Oh, Isn't I think that you, might you like put it, yeah, yeah, yeah. With caramels or something. And like you so it, all the just things not on something it. I know a whole lot about. So I'm, I'm going to um, plead the fifth. Are you like a bit, you're not a big bar person. No, but I'm not a big bar person. I don't know why, like why, why the shape makes a difference, but it just I'm does. I'm you. I feel the same It does way. make a difference. I'd prefer a slice of something. I, I don't want a cheesecake bar. I want a slice I of cheesecake. I am like, 100% but okay so if we're talking about baking bars what can go wrong mm. or are they pretty foolproof because when I was reading through this recipe it was you put the the crust together like food process it yeah. and then you whisk together the eggs and then the yolks condensed milk lemon juice and salt and that essentially makes your filling I guess yeah. or like the bar itself um but could like do you have to refrigerate it for a certain amount of time? Well, at a it's baked. Oh, I, I think I, I think yeah. I, oh no, you're right. Return to oven and bake. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's baked. Only twelve to fifteen minutes. Yeah, they're 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 fun recipes and they're great for this time of year for between Memorial Day, Fourth of July, yeah, uh, Labor Day, like all the, like they're a real fun summertime thing. So, excuse me, summertime thing. Um, do you know the Irish people have a problem with their ths? <laughs> yeah. Um, but and they're great for feeding a crowd. I could do like a lemon bar. Lemon bars are yum. I my aunt makes like a raspberry. I think it's just raspberry like cheesecake bar. Yeah, and I can get d- more down with that than just like a very citrusy bar. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I have to say though, like for years, people were asking me to make lemon bars on really? my YouTube channel, and I never did because I just didn't get like what the big <laughs> deal was. was. I never had one before, but I just didn't get it. And then I made them and they're actually really good. Like so, it's like shortbread-y yeah, yeah, and yeah. like lemon custardy Citrus. and delicious. Yeah. So people can find a recipe then on? For lemon bars they okay. can. I bars. don't have a lot of bar recipes because it's just not something I gravitate yeah. towards. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, this next one I know you're going to have opinions on. This is our last hot topic. First of all, we've never talked about this appliance before together. So this is new. Air fryer s'mores. Yeah, I'm done with that. Do you like an air fryer? Because we've never talked about it. I my air fryer. So do you recommend air frying for baking? Yeah. Really? Um, I'm kind I of got, surprised. No, I love it. I got an air fryer uh, around two years ago or so. Yeah. And my mom, so here's, I'll, I'll rewind back. My mom said to me, um, you should get an air fryer. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was, mom, I don't fry food. Like right. I, if I do fry stuff, it's shallow frying and it's very rarely, I don't need... I don't They're need big. Yeah. Like I thought an air fryer was a substitute for a deep fryer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was called an air fryer. Did, yeah. And then um so then I went home one year, like two years ago or whatever, and she her, she's always talking about her one. And I used it and I was like, this is absolutely amazing. So I came back and I got one here. It's not a huge one. I think mine is Phillips. It's one of the okay. really it's a really good one. Um it's not the biggest one you can get, but it works for us. And um there no, it's nothing to do with frying i think i think the positioning and the marketing of this product is way off it is mm-hmm. like this really powerful condensed little oven that like preheats really like straight really away fast. straight yeah. away yeah, yeah, yeah. it bakes in like um three like like half the time and you get really great results yeah. i um so i do ever we talked before i think about like me putting salmon in my air fryer yes, yes salmon yes. in my air fryer roasted cauliflower 
Um, the great thing about air fryer for George is if he has any like little chicken nuggets or little something that needs to go in the oven, you put it in there for literally six minutes from frozen. I don't want to have to turn on the no, oven to do, do something thing. little yeah. for George. And we've got a big oven. So honestly, I recommend to everybody an air fryer. Do you have any desserts that you do in the air fryer? Yeah, I do. I So I, I always so I always have cookie dough in my fridge. Mm-hmm. So I bake off cookie dough. I let it sit at room temperature first, around 20 minutes, and I bake off a cookie in my air fryer. You know, when you want just like one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like one cookie, not me, but yes. S'more. Going back to what you're saying, like, so you're building up a s'more and then you're putting it in the air fryer, right? And yeah, so they build this one in um, the like Pillsbury dough. What's that? Biscuits? Yeah, like the Pillsbury dough. Um, oh, it's not, it's not s'more. It's not graham crackers. No, so but they do. They sprinkle the graham cracker. It's like a graham cracker okay. sprinkle. But they roll six to eight marshmallows, the mini ones, um, onto a crumb-coated co- dough triangle. So they take graham crackers gotcha. and like coat yeah. the dough. I thought it was really interesting. And it was like, I mean, I love s'mores. So yeah, it's I a thought great this one. was a really cool idea. And it kind of makes it a more like decadent dessert when it's in like a puff pastry. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think it, I love it. I think it's like it's such a useful piece of kitchen equipment. Okay. We, we use it. I would say every day. Oh my god! Honestly, every Wait, day. I'm glad we talked about this because yeah. I feel like a lot of people have questions about. It. I was really skeptical and nervous to get one, but they are really user friendly. I will say, super. My um. Super user friendly. My one is is uh, it's pretty basic. Yeah. Um, like it's literally Same. on off temperature time. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. I've seen more complicated ones. I don't know. The more money you spend on one, the better it is. To be honest with you, all okay. I know is that like my one is a Philips one, and it's, um, it was over. It was around two hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. something like that. So it's not the biggest one you can get, but it was one of the most highly rated, and it's it's just amazing I love it and I don't um I maybe uh, I we use it regularly but I don't have to wash it after every use because I line yep. it and I have a little dishes that go in it and I do the same thing yeah but I, I cook everything from fish to meat sausages I always put sausages in there always oh my gosh we did you guys last are night. learning so much so we love the air fryer I love the air fryer yeah okay good all right so now we're gonna try and stump Gemma of course probably won't happen because it never happens first one's a true or false okay a runny dough is called batter we have some contemplation happening i i i can i tell you what i can i say what i'm thinking yeah yeah for sure open-ended i think you're going to say yes it is because it's runnier that makes it a batter but in in my opinion a dough, a runny, mm, a basher is a basher. A basher is not a dough, see, in my opinion. Yeah, see, you're, you're, you're correct. It is true. And I, I'm glad that you went there because I legitimately saw this and I was like, I've, I have to ask that, Gemma, what is the difference between a dough and a batter? So or are they the same? N- the, the definition of what those are, I think, would be really mis- mixed. In okay. my opinion, a runny dough does not make that a basher, does not make a batter make or whatever. That it's, Got it. Um, like pancake batter, crepe batter, waffle, waffle batter. Those are not dough. Waffle dough, pancake dough. You don't call they those don't doughs. They're dough. batters. And they do different things. Like a dough so is. So I don't, I, um, I, I I'd agree say to your disagree. answer is yes. Yeah. My answer would be no. Okay. Fair. We'll give that one to you. So like, so technically I got that right. You got that I? right. Yes. She did. She did. <laughs> so you haven't stumped her yet. Okay. This one is a fill in the blank. Okay. Blank is typically the most common flour used for baking. 
What type of flower? Oh, I, I'm going. I don't know if I got this right. I'm okay. going to say, I'm gonna say all purpose. We got her wheat, wheat flower, like whole wheat. It said wheat flour is typically the most common flour used for baking. Oh wait, do you mean whole wheat or do you mean wheat? Because all purpose flour is wheat flour. Damn it! Did I get you? I'm gonna Google it. I think I stumped is you, all Gina. All purpose flour. It's wheat flour. So you're thinking so like whole? That's a that's not See, a. This is why Gemma. All purpose. Yeah, Gemma's right. So it was just phrased wrong. It was phrased, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Nope, she's right. Because it is a wheat flower. I got so excited. I was like, we got one. We still have never gotten her stuff. Sometimes I get honestly, um, when when you when when you say I try I try and make it tricky wording sometimes to stump you. That was a good one, but you didn't get me. I tricked myself on that one. Sure did. (laughs) Okay, last uh, stump, Gemma. True or false? Cream of tartar is a byproduct of wine. Yes. Before I even finished. Yeah, she's right. Which I didn't know. I actually was like, because we had talked about cream of tartar a couple weeks ago. So then I was looking into it oh, yeah. because it's the little powder and I got confused and I was like, tartar oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I was reading into it. And then last night I ended up on like this trail on the internet of like learning about how it's created. And I was like, oh man, it's made from wine. I had mm-hmm. no clue. It's a byproduct of winemaking. It's crazy. All right. We have a few Ask Gemmas. We'll do two. Um, the first one is from Shabnab Shakfiq. Two three on Instagram. Do you use a fan oven for your recipes? No, I don't. Um, I generally just like to bake one tray at a time. So I just use regular oven, no fan. The only time I do fan is when I'm baking off multiple trays of something. So recently for the academy, we did a crock on bouche, which remember you asked yeah. me about that yeah, a few yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Um, and, you, and we had a huge dough. So we had to bake multiple trays off at the one time. Okay. Otherwise you'd be baking for two hours. What? Yeah. What's the purpose of the fan? What the do fan, you do for the recipe? So if you have, if you just put an oven, if you put a tray into the oven without the fan on, two trays, it'll bake one tray probably really well and the other tray so-so. Um, when you have two trays on there, you need to force that air around to, for even okay. baking. So when two trays go in, you need the fan. When it's only one tray, you don't always need the fan. And I've done this a million times because I would put in two, two trays of cookies and one would come out amazing and the other one would just look like I've done that. crappy cookies. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't look good. And like it was it was my best ever chocolate chip cookie recipe or something. So by a rule now, I generally only bake one at a time unless it's something that has to be, uh, that's multiple trays that has to be. And then I only, okay. then I use the fan always. Wow, that's good to know. I, I never knew why the fan was even necessary. There, I know it, was, it's, it can be confusing, but then um, just as a rule of thumb, when you put on the fan, you generally, so say you, you were making cookies yeah, and your recipe said 350 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, I'm going to put on my fan because I have two trays. Then you would put your temperature down to 225 degrees. So you go down 25 degrees oh. when you put on the fan. Wow. Yeah, I've got I've, information about I'm it on really my website. I've never asked like, that they ask this because... Some people's ovens go down automatically, like electric ones. So when you put it, you do the setting and then it just readjusts. When you do fan, it will readjust itself. But oh, then wow. some ovens, like my oven, yeah. um, doesn't readjust. So it's kind of hard to know. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, you, I guess you can just like check. I have a gas oven. Gas, you won't, you don't, you have to worry about it. Okay. Good to know. Okay. That's a great question. Our next one is from Wendy Graham on Facebook. How do you store your edible cookie dough with it drying out? I'm guessing without it drying out. In a Tupperware container? Just like, yeah, or Tupperware. like a Ziploc or. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can you like I've always wondered this if you have like for example like your recipe for cookie dough like edible cookie dough and then you take it out and it's like a little dry can you add water to that or oil or no or about mess with the recipe i would say just wrap those wrap them up like you said ziploc bag a tupperware container my suggestion like i've got um cookie dough in my fridge right now Mm -hmm. and it's in a tupperware container and that way it doesn't absorb unless your tupperware is yucky yeah um it doesn't absorb flavors and it will stay it won't get dry and you don't like wrap it in it's just strictly in the yeah, with a lid on just With's make a, lid, a nice yeah. tight lid whatever it is in have a nice tight lid okay and even then like if you don't fine. have a lid you could always do like maybe fabric with a rubber band even or something uh, well Does fabric has has holes in it Oh my gosh, Gemma's full of knobs. These so, are all things that I never <laughs> thought of. So Holes I would recommend, the, but you said the Ziploc bag. Yeah. That's perfect because yeah. there's no air getting in there. Okay. What you're trying to do is eliminate air. So any way you can do that, do that. Okay. The fabric will let air in. We do the same thing with bread doughs. You you always cover it over, seal it really well. I seal my bread doughs with um, a shower cap because they're plastic and no air gets in or out. Okay. So there you go. That's so good to know. Oh my gosh. Wow. I le- I feel like we learned a lot this episode and we covered things that we normally don't. I know. I, I, I really learned a little it. bit about you. Yeah. This is good. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brazau and Gemma. Gemma at Gemma underscore. I said my own name. Yeah. Gemma. <laughs> Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram. And then uh, BBB, uh, Bigger Boulder Baking on all other social media and on Instagram. Yes. And then also follow Need to Know Podcast. Yes. Awesome. We will see you guys next week. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you.